think you know the Brooks Ghost? Think again. Introducing the all-new, better-than-ever Ghost 16. Now with nitrogen-infused cushioning for lightweight, supreme softness that feels good every step, every street, every single day. So go ahead. Take your daily joyride in the all-new nitrogen-infused Ghost 16. It'll turn your everyday miles into everyday endorphins. Let's run there. Head to brooksrunning.com to learn more. What's one rule change or addition to the game that would make you tune in to watch baseball every night? Switch out to tennis balls and use that big Mark McGuire wiffle ball bat thing that we used to use when we were kids. That if you made contact with a, a tennis ball, would send it like into orbit. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the 3 Take, the official podcast of Dirt to Diamonds Baseball. Here's your host, Kyle Corwin. What up, what up, and welcome back to the 3 Take, the official podcast of Dirt to Diamonds Baseball. This is episode 23. I'll be your host, Kyle Corwin, and I'm here with my co-host, Nate Reyes. Nate, say hello to the people. What's up, people? 23, man. I brought big back... MJ 23. Yeah, big MJ. We don't really say that around here. And here down yeah. here at Durham. Down here at Duke. Whack. We're not really into that, sorry. Yeah, just Christian Slater fans, I guess. Whatever his name is. Christian Slater? No. Christian, <laughs> Christian Leitner. Yeah. Christian Slater him. is a completely different person. <laughs> yeah. You know what I mean. Um couple things for you couple did you see this questions first of which did you see any of the i don't even know what to call it the japan mlb whatever you want to call it all-star game did you see any did you tune into any of that i watched game one where japan had a walk-off did you just want to pull your eyes out uh it was hard to watch but um, like I, I don't really care that much just because like uh, I don't even know who was closing that game. It was some nobody that uh, it was strange. Like it's it's those that roster is like halfway. Let's be good. Halfway, who cares? Like Yachty's over here, like back picking guys and like super hustling to get stuff in the dirt. And then and you've then got just, Christian Slater coming out of the bullpen. Yeah, like it just like make Christian Slater just comes. Uh, the bullpen just gives up a straight tater to center. So I don't know. I don't care that much. I mean, it's cool, but like, I don't know. Whatever. Well, more importantly, did you see the video that's going around? Uh, at this point, I would consider it viral um, of David Ortiz taking some hacks in the cage. I know you no. saw this. Definitely didn't, actually. I'm not even lying. Yeah, I didn't see that. It's, uh, it's making its way around the baseball world. Um, I need to look it up. Rumors swirling around. No way. Making a comeback. Going now I have to look it up. Mookie, JD, Poppy, 234 Punch. Yes, please, and thank you. What would I even look it up on? Where did you see it? Just look up, uh, go to Twitter. I don't the, have Twitter. The, the listener, oh, that's right, because you're a freaking lame. 
And, and that's right, because I have to deal with all the backlash of all of our commentary on Twitter while you just get to sit in the sun over there on Instagram. Only um, angry people are on Twitter. That's true. Well, I have to put Argumentative up, people. I, I have to put up with it anyway. Um, well, geez, I don't know. Go to Google, I guess. Type in David Ortiz swings, comma, cage. I don't know. The old... Well, this is, this is good. Machine. This is good. It'll give the listeners an opportunity to look it up as well if they haven't seen it. The old Googleplex. This is where I would cue in the Jeopardy theme music if I had it. You you need to focus on finding the video there, Chief. Big poppy cage work. There you go. Lynchy goes inside the batting cage with Red Sox. Big poppy. Hey, we don't need a play-by-play. I just want you to watch it. How old is this? What do you mean, how old is this? I think you're making this up. This article's old. I'm not making this up. If you would have just sent it to me, a normal human being. This one's from 2015. This one's 2013, 2010. Ugh. No, he's literally. God, what a freaking waste of time on air. (laughs) I was hoping you just would have seen it. So then we can just get into more Yankees Red Sox talk because I know that's how that's why everybody freaking tunes into these things. Red Sox slugger David Ortiz says hard work comes from cheeseburgers, not steroids. All right, I didn't know we were going to get on here and start making up freaking headlines. <laughs> I just ad libbed a couple words. I don't that's like all. you. <laughs> um, anyway, anyway, next, next thing. Whatever. Well, in your in your free time, just do yourself a favor. Look it up. Get inspired. Right. Get inspired right. for the 2019 comeback. The comeback of all comebacks. Um, yeah. Fine. Whatever. Like I said, JD is going to have to start uh, finding a new job if Big Poppy comes back. Yeah, because we all know he's just garbage. Can't even make the freaking MVP finalist. Yeah. What a scrub. Um, well, what a Christian uh, Slater. Yeah, what a, what a tool. <laughs> what a bum. Uh, this day in baseball history. Okay. It's the offseason, and everybody knows that the likelihood of these being boring is is very high because nothing happens in the off season. Well, uh, but I got some good ones. Um, not not the most exciting ones, but the best I could find. Um, Fired up. November twelfth is when you'll be hearing this. Eighteen eighty six. Little little history nugget here: the first ever trade in baseball between the Reds and the Browns. Those were the two teams involved in the first ever trade. Uh, back in the day, uh, teams typically bought players from other teams. There, was, there wasn't really any trading or bartering of any type. Um, but the Browns sent Hugh Nickel, who would go on, get this, would go on to tally 138 stolen bases the next season. Way to run it up, Hugh. That's... Come on, man. Uh, yeah, so the Browns sent him to the Reds in exchange for Jack Boyle. And if there are any Blue Bloods, Blue Bloods fans out there, 
you recognize that name. That is Aaron Reagan's ex-husband. I'm a big Blue Bloods fan guy. Fan guy. What? I can't talk today. I am a big Blue Bloods fan. And I, reg- I perked up as soon as I saw that name. Do you watch that show by, by any chance, Nate? Negative. Tom Selleck's like 80. Yeah, and he's the greatest police commissioner New York City has ever seen. Uh, but Donnie Wahlberg in that too before I started watching that show Mark Wahlberg was the only Wahlberg in my life <laughs> now Donnie Donnie Wahlberg I don't even know who Mark Wahlberg is Donnie Donnie Wahlberg is the only Wahlberg in my in Disaster. my opinion um, but yeah the Browns sent again Brown sent Hugh Nickel to the Reds in exchange for Jack Boyle and $400 um, 2001 Albert Pujols is unanimously there it is. Can you can you do this for me? I can't read or write or talk or anything right now. Albert Pujols is unanimously selected as the rookie of the year after hitting 329 with 37 homers and 130 RBIs. He fell that season he fell one home run shy of tying the NL rookie record set by Frank Robinson back in 1956. 2013 now, I know you're not going to like this, Ugh. but I think you're going to be as shocked as I was when I read this. I had to read it like three or four times. 2013, Terry Francona is named the American League Manager of the Year by the Writers Association. But get this, he had never received a single first place vote for AL Manager of the Year in eight seasons at Boston despite leading the Red Sox to two World Series titles, including their first in 86 years in 2004. How does that man not receive a single first-place vote? That's crazy. What? Are you kidding me? Like, I'm starting to think I read it wrong, but then I verified it, and it was true, and it didn't make any sense to me. And then he goes to Cleveland and wins it. Come on. Yeah, Cleveland. He hasn't even done anything in Cleveland. No, there's nothing going on in Ohio. I mean, they made it to the World Series, but they lose to a team that hadn't won it in 100 years. <laughs> How are you going to... Whatever. Anyway, that wraps up this day of baseball history. Let's move on to some Major League Baseball topics of current day. Joe Maurer and Chase Utley, both retired. Gonna really focus on Joe Maurer here because I've written Chase Sutley off. He's dead to me after I've never, for, I haven't forgiven him for that slide that uh, yeah, cool he's cool very famously known for. Um, yeah, but Joe Maurer is a good guy, good all around, wholesome fellow. Um, what's your what's? I know we've covered this on previous episode. Yeah. What's what's your take on the whole Hall of Fame deal? I know, like I said, so, I know we talked about this, but I don't know if it's changed at all or whatever. So I'm going to, I'll run through the line uh, of his his final career stat line for all my uh, my numbers people. Uh, and in case you didn't hear it on the prior episode that we covered him, um, 15 years for all my war lovers. It was a 55.1 war over his career. Finished with a 306 batting average. 2,123 hits, 1,018 runs, 143 RBIs, 923. No, 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 no. 143 home runs. 
143 home runs, if 923 RBIs. If you only had 143 RBIs, I'm not sending him to Cooperstown. I'm sorry. <laughs> 143 home runs, 923 RBIs, 939 walks, 388 on-base percentage, six-time All-Star, five Silver Sluggers, three Gold Gloves, and the 2009 MVP. And three-time and batting champ. Also made it on to uh, cover of MLB The Show. Um, because so, that's the make or break for Cooperstown. Yeah, big time. I think that's fair. Well, it's helping your boy Pedroia out. Um, so, you know, I unfortunately have to say good career, not great career. Um, I think he, he will, will definitely go down as one of the, the best twins of all time. Uh, but I don't think he'll get into the Hall of Fame. You know, I, uh, as far as the Twins go, you know, it's awesome to see he's he's a hometown kid, grew up, um, you know, in Minnesota, and, and the fact that he played for the hometown team, he's he's it's pretty cool. I mean, he's uh, just a really classy guy, and one of those that probably doesn't isn't everyone's favorite player, um, but he is exactly what every franchise is looking for the guy that's just keeps his mouth shut, stays out of the headlines and laces up his cleats and gives it his all every day. And so that's all you can ask for. Um, unfortunately, I, I think the injuries um, and him having to eventually slide over to first base to me, um, he didn't have enough time of being a stud. It was too short you know, because, um, I mean, when you look at it, 15 years, and he only had uh, just over 2,100 hits. Hall of Fame-wise, I don't think that's enough. And when you're talking guys that have less than 3,000 hits, will you let's go to the home run number, right? He's only got 143 home runs. So, you know, I, I don't know. For me, it's just it's not quite enough to be – that Hall of Fame guy. To me, Hall of Famers are outstanding numbers and just the longevity part of it. Um, it to me, it just felt like he went in cruise control for probably the last five years. Yeah, and just to add to your list of uh, accolades, another stat for you. He was, and I, I, I think I mentioned us on that one episode we talked about him a while back. Um, but he was the 10th player who started at least half his games as a catcher to collect 2,000 hits. Uh, of the other nine, six of them are Hall of Famers. Pudge, Fisk, Yogi. I I feel weird saying Pudge and then Fisk because Fisk was Pudge. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah. But anyway, Pudge that we know and love. Fisk, Yogi, Piazza, Carter, and Bench. Um, yeah, I'm kind of with you. I think... If he just would have had a little more time at that kind of stud status, I yeah. think he would have he would have helped his case out a lot. But unfortunately, injuries got the best of him. Um, I don't know. I and I think a point, and I cannot remember if this was the guy that I was talking about when I said this, but he definitely falls under that criteria. I think he's one of these guys where if he makes it in, then that opens the gates to a whole different kind of tier of hall of fame yeah. guys because then if, yeah. you, if you let him in then you got to start letting guys 
like David Wright in. Not to say that their no, their numbers are are similar or comparable or whatever, but yeah, just kind no, of those exactly. guys that are like right there on the threshold where it's like, could he get in? Maybe yeah. not. I don't know. But I like I said, I think if if he gets in, then it kind of just opens the floodgates, which isn't exactly what you want for like the highest honor yeah. you could have in the game. And I think the the break, I think what is it's four years. I think right after you retire is when you're first eligible for voting. I think that is is so important because it gets us away from we're enough times where we're not emotionally connected, right? Where the writers aren't emotionally connected and they've had enough um, of that emotional bias to go away over the time and, and really just sit down and look at the numbers. Um, like I said, he's a stand-up guy and he's definitely a a role model to look at uh if you're a young kid but with the numbers it's just it's not enough um and it's it's always sad to see guys like this leave the game but you know it's just a part of it so i i don't know for me it's it's a no-go and the the all-star thing i don't know when it started but we remember we have to have a representation from each team and there were years where the twins were like there's no one else to pick (laughs) Let's just let's just pick Joe Maurer, you know what I mean. And so for me, the six All Stars, I don't know if that really eh, does anything for me. Um, the hits and the home runs really hurt his uh, his status for me. Yeah, and only having those one hundred and forty three RBIs that's a real yeah man that's, that's a real a tough, dagger. That's a tough fifteen years. <laughs> what is that? Ten RBIs a season, <laughs> give or take. Ish. Um. Yeah, so kind of wrapping up the Joe Maurer topic uh, with a quote of his that in, in the letter that he penned to Minnesota and the organization, um, kind of an abbreviated quote here. I won't read the whole letter. Uh, After much consideration, I've decided to retire from playing baseball. The decision came down to my health and my family. The risk of concussion is always there, and I was reminded of that this season after missing over 30 games as a result of diving for a foul ball. Thank you, Minnesota Twins, and thank you, fans, for making my career as special and memorable as it was. Because of you, I can leave the game I love with a full and grateful heart. So, again, just kind of emphasizing the wholesomeness of this guy. Yeah. Just an overall good dude. One of the, Like you said, never in the headlines. Just one of those guys that even his rivals couldn't even hate just because he's that good of a guy. Right. Um, but, yeah career twin um definitely a solid career but i guess as i always say time will tell i'll be i'll be interested to see kind of how it plays out from year to year in terms of his uh in terms of the voting kind of how that percentages rises or falls right um but speaking of career guys is Chris Bryant going to be a career Cub, or is he out of there? Ugh. So annoying. Okay. Let's just clear something up. For anybody that doesn't know the story, Theo Epstein was quoted saying, no one is untouchable. That's just not the way we operate. And again, it's an abbreviated quote, but that's the gist. That's the sweet spot. Um he never said anything about wanting to shop Chris Bryant. He never 
said anything about Chris Bryant. He just said, as as a GM and as anyone who has to make sure they're doing their due diligence, he's just going to listen to offers. That's just the way it is. Chris Bryant isn't going anywhere. Well, you know how the media is, man. This offseason gets boring. They're story hungry. Oh, they need, they just need, like run with it, dude. They need just, clicks, man. They got to put food on the table for little Johnny and little Sally. Run with it. It was ridiculous. Like that is not at all what he was alluding to. To give you guys an idea and you Cubs fans a little safety, um, he's got he's controlled by arbitration for another three years. He won Rookie of the Year MVP and he has a ring. It is going to take so much talent to get him away from the Cubs. Someone is going to have to throw a ridiculous amount of stuff. And I don't think anyone is willing or wanting to do that. I, don't, I, don't see, I can't think of any team in that situation that would want to do that. Um, I understand that he had kind of a down year uh, with, uh, I think he had a shoulder issue that he dealt with all year. Um. But I, I don't care. I, I, it doesn't matter. He's not going anywhere. The Cubs aren't rebuilding. Well, he it's did, not going to happen. He did clear up some of the rumors. He, I don't know timeline-wise how this all kind of played out. Uh, but recently he was quoted as saying, we're lucky to have some impact players, and we're looking to add to them, not subtract. So Yeah, that was, that was after the whole someone ran with this quote crap. Yeah, so all that to say... I'm getting very tired of all the notifications popping up on my phone saying, could Chris Bryant be traded? Who would have thought? Like, I don't care. Like, he's not going anywhere. I don't, yeah, he's I, not, I, don't understand why people think he's just picking up and leaving. I, it doesn't make any sense. Yeah. Theo, Theo's not an idiot, man. Like, he, he knows how to put together a winning roster, obviously. Let's not mention, um, he ended the two longest – World Series droughts in baseball history. So like I, he's, I think he has a little bit of an idea of what he's doing. He's going to go down as like one of the best GMs of all time in, in any sport for for the things that – exactly, for the two reasons you just said. Um, he knows what he's doing. He's not going to subtract major talent guys. They need to add major talent guys. Cough, cough, Bryce Harper. And, Preach. Well, it's and funny you mentioned uh, that. I mean, clear some room for the for the average guys. Get those out of get those guys out of there, and build next to Chris Bryant. Yeah, not get out of here, idiot. Replace Chris Bryant. That, yeah. was, that was my reference to Michael Scott. You're not an office guy, so it doesn't even make sense to you. Um, I, I'm not. A, I'm not not an office guy. I'm just. I'm not on the. I'm not on the gravy train. Get the hell out of here, idiot. Um, it's funny you mentioned the Harper thing. I was going to ask you, do you think this has any implications for the Harper situation? Regardless what's true and what's not, um, if you're Harper and you, I think, I, I mean, I don't want to say it's a guarantee, but I think it's safe to say that Harper possibly ending up in Chicago would be heavily influenced by the fact that Chris Bryan is there because, as we've said, yeah. they're both Vegas boys, they yeah, they're friends. They hang out in the off season. Their their wives get together. They do all yeah. sorts of stuff. Um, they go to hockey games together. Um, does kind of this whirlwind of 
madness do you think that has any influence on on kind of Bryce's deci- Bryce's decision to um I think that I think he is the 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 sole reason behind Theo coming out with the initial quote. I think he is the sole reason. Him and, and Machado have to be the sole reason for why he came out saying, I'll listen to anything. Because they have to make room. The outfield's crowded if you're going to want to bring in Bryce Harper. and Who's their second baseman right now? I forgot. Well, I mean, it's Daniel Murphy who's now right. a free agent. And then Javi Baez is rumored to possibly play short if they don't bring back... Addison Russell. Um, so if hypothetically, if they brought in Machado, where I mean, where does Addison Russell? I think I think Addison Russell's in baseball jail with the whole domestic violence thing. Um, well, even, so I even if he's not even involved in the equation, like you still got guys there that like who's going where? You got Daniel Murphy, Javi Baez. Like if if yeah. you were to bring some of those guys back, you're gonna have some sort of a log jam there. Yeah, and the outfield stacked. I mean. Uh, there, I've been hearing rumors about Schwarber for a while. Jason Hayward, to me, is an offensive liability and makes too much money. Um, and not to mention he plays Bryce Harper's position. So, I, yeah, I don't know. Um, and that's why that's I think that's why he's saying what he said. Like he's I got to listen because I got to see what I can do and what chess pieces to move to see if I can land a Bryce Harper or Manny Machado. Yeah, that's all the more reason I think they're going after Harper because, to me, I look at kind of where their infield's at, and I like the pieces that are there and potential pieces that you could bring, uh, resign or bring back in comparison to the outfield. Like I, ju- I would rather kind of just, not, not to say clear the slate, in the outfield, but I I would be more more inclined to kind of move some of those pieces around and bring in a guy like yeah. Harper because I feel like you're in you've got a solid core infield with guys that can produce for you. I mean they've proven they can produce, um, yeah. But then you add you kind of bolster the outfield by bringing in Harper, and I mean to me that's a win win. I just I don't see how it to me it wouldn't make any sense to go after a guy like Machado. There's teams that could benefit from his services far more than the the Cubs since they've they've already got a pretty solid solid infield but oh yeah for sure but I mean think of that heart of that roster I mean that heart of that lineup with uh I mean you got righty lefty power you know what I'm saying you got you got Javi Baez and then you can bounce to to Harper and then you can bounce to Chris Bryant and then uh and then you got the big, in there. the big big Anthony Rizzo to, to clean up that you know, part of the order where it's just a nightmare for any pitcher and a that, nightmare matchup wise for any other manager. So we'll see. See, I feel like if you could pull off that lineup, that would that would instantly kill the narrative of oh, it doesn't matter who wins the NL, they're going to fall to whoever makes it out of the AL in the World Series. Because now, you now it's going to be an issue. You're not you're not walking all over the Cubs if that's their freaking roster heading into October. Yeah. Um, but kind of wrapping up this KB discussion, if he were hypothetically, if he were to leave the Cubs. This is really more of just like a fun question. You don't don't have to like think about the logistics or the technicalities of it. 
Where would you want to see KB go? Where, like, what uniform would you want to see him in? Oh, hmm. interesting. Uh, if if he gets shipped out of there for for any weird reason, I'd kind of like him to see. Uh, I'd like to see him stay in the in the division and play with the the Cardinals. Oof, that would pain a lot of Cubs fans, right? Like that would. <laughs> That would definitely irk some people for sure. So I, I think that would be kind of cool to where he would be a constant reminder, 19 games out of the year, saying, remember me? <laughs> um, I'm just trying to think of what jersey he would look fresh in. I think he would rock an A's jersey. But there's obviously... Interesting. There's obviously they, got no, they can't afford it. Well, again... This is not a logistical question. This is a for fun question. I'm just going off the looks here. I'm having fun with these kind of imagining up guys in different jerseys because I've been, I'm sure you've seen, I've been posting a couple of these graphics of Harper and like a yeah. Cardinals jersey, a White Sox, which people are pissed that I put up the White Sox one because <laughs> they're like, he, he would never go to Chicago. There's nothing there. And like their team is garbage. And I'm like, Okay, so if somebody's throwing four hundred million dollars in your face, yeah, 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 whatever. <laughs> um, but yeah, I just uh, I like kind of thinking about these guys in different jerseys because a guy like KB has been a Cub the whole time. It's fun to fun to mix it up a little bit. That's true. Do you, would you say that he would be a which we don't see many of these anymore, and we're I don't think we're going to be getting to a point where nobody's ever going to be a career guy do you think kb could potentially be a career cub uh time's up moving on um just have to say no just because of like you said like it just it's not it's not common anymore yeah i have to say no if we're taking the odds that's fair yeah i don't really see it either i was just curious to see if you had a hot take um, hot take. I don't really hot like. Take. I don't really like Rob Manfred, but we're gonna talk about him. Uh, he's been in the news. He's do. Speaking of which, do we know what day they're gonna be voting on his extension? Uh, it's sometime this week. Every article I read, it was like super vague. It's like it was. Yeah. Ri- it was written last week, and it they were all like, "Oh, the voting will take place sometime next week." And I'm like, "Do we? How do we not have a date on this?" Yeah. Um, but anyway, Manfred was elected to follow in the footsteps of Bud Selig as commissioner uh, around 2014-2015. His initial um, contract was for five years, and they're looking to exp- uh, give him an extension. Um, and like we said, they're they're looking to vote on that this week. Supposedly, Manfred is expected to receive unanimous support, which to me kind of boggles my mind a little bit. Like, yeah, it's interesting. There's gotta be a few guys in there that are like, and eh, I don't really like how aggressively for, for lack of a better phrase, aggressively progressive. This guy is, he's just like really pushing <laughs> these changes. And I'm just yeah. surprised that there aren't some guys in there. that are like, ah, oh, let's pump the brakes a little bit. Yeah. All um, he needs is all he needs is 16 out of 30 though. That's very true. Yeah, very, very simple terms. Um, 
But yeah, they're meeting in Atlanta this week. Um, as we all know, Manfred has emphasized in his in his tenure so far. Um, it's emphasized growing baseball at the youth level, as we've seen with the uh, Little League Classic or whatever the exact name is, mm-hmm. as, as well as some, as well as some other movements that he's put into play. Um, and he's also, which pretty much characterized his, his career thus far, he's he's been a spearhead in the pace of play yep. changes. Um, and supposedly when they meet in Atlanta this week, him and all the owners are expected to discuss more rules and proposals for the pace of play, such as a 20-second pitch clock for 2019, limits on shifts, uh, limits on the use on the usage of openers instead of starting pitchers and decreasing the amount of pitching changes, which not going to lie. The last two I'm fans of limiting the usage of openers, because although it might work for some teams, I think it's a stupid concept and maybe that's just because I'm stubborn, but I, I just don't like that. It takes away the value of, of workhorses. Like it takes like it, kind of diminishes the importance of having like a big arm that you can kind of make, I don't want to say make the face of your franchise, but kind of be like a, a, a big name, big face around the organization. Um, and then, yeah, I, I it's, eh, I go back and forth. Cause you know, I, I don't think he's, I have no idea what type of limitation he's going to put on it, but I think the reason they're saying that is that is immediately early in the game extending the length of the game because that opener is only going one or two. Right. And then you have another guy that's going to go one or two. And then you're doing that for the rest of the game. And that's more commercial breaks. That's more time away from the game, which eventually expands the the length of the game. So I think, you know, that I feel like is probably their main issue with it. Um, And not to mention openers. I don't think you have to, you you don't have to, the other managers don't have to tell you. Interesting. They don't. They don't have to say anything about the opener. So there's no preparation. There's no, like you know what I'm saying. Like you're just going off of rumors or, or you know theory, trying to get your guys to prep. Well, that's pretty much for, what we were doing when we were trying to pull our notes together for like the Brewers in the postseason because we didn't know who they're going to freaking be throwing because yeah, all it said was TBD on MLB.com. Exactly. Um, so I think that's what they're trying to. I think that is two things that are really their main focus points about it. But I don't know if they're going to like, you know, eliminate it or anything like that. But yeah, also decreasing the amount of pitching changes, which I'm all for. Call me an anti-baseball traditionalist, whatever you want to call it. I hate like specialty matchups. I there's yeah. nothing worse than bringing a guy on for one out. Like I. Will never be a fan of that. Never have been. Never will. And it's just something to me that, like, okay, sure, it's it's beneficial, but I mean, to what extent? Like, yeah, I mean, obviously, there's cert- certain situations where it, it definitely calls for it. I mean, you got bases loaded, runners on second and third, so on and so forth. But just the com- I'm I'm more so talking in general terms, like. The, the the concept of specialty pitchers and multiple pitching changes in an inning, I just hate it. Um, yeah. But, yeah, not a fan of the pitch clock. 
Um, no. and limits on the shifts. I'm totally against that. Like, I don't No, I just, you're against the, you're against, uh, adjusting the shift. Yeah. Like, so, okay. So here, here's my thoughts on the shift. Like if a defense wants to do that, so be it. Like if you want to, if you want to give up the, uh, the other side of the field, because statistics tell you to, so be it. But if you're if you're the guy at the plate and like you can't do something with that, like I get that these are major league hitters and that they're gonna play to their strengths. Yeah. But like it blows my mind how little these guys make attempts to hit the ball the adjust. other way. Yeah. And adjust and like just take a free base and sometimes even two because if you can slap it, like we've seen if if guys can, if if defenses can shift to the right and guys can put a little slap. To, I, I think the, there's one that's coming to my to my head. I think it was like Robinson Cano yep. Yep. back back in the day. He might have done it multiple times, but there's one in, spe- in specific that's coming to mind. Um, but he slapped down the line, got a double out of it. Like if guys can't yep. do that, then they deserve to get out. So like, just let it let the let the shifts play out how they're going to play out. Like d- one one of those sides needs to be smart. Like if one of the sides wants to take it taken out because that like i said that's where statistics are telling them to move yeah and that's where the ball ends up then so be it but if the hitter can't be smart enough to adjust then so be it i i don't mind the shift i don't like that i don't like that like uh what's it called like that rover position in slow pitch softball you know what i'm saying that guy that's playing like shallow right center where that second baseman like scoots way back and he's like 30 or 40 feet into the outfield yeah he's like, i don't he, like he's that. basically like holding hands with the right fielder yeah that bothers me and and the what it bothered me for sure with the whole what the astros did with like 17 outfielders i didn't like that either so i think um if you i don't care about shifting left or right it's more or less having a, a an outfielder or an infielder go into the outfield i think if if you can somehow kind of force like a five foot rule like you know what i'm saying like infielders can only go like five feet deep into the grass right something like that to where you're, you're getting rid of that stupid slow pitch softball position because you do see lefties that just hit an absolute frozen rope that's typically just a one hopper to the right fielder and it's like right to the guy's chest you know like uh okay you know what i'm saying it's as we're we're taught to be rewarded for barreling up balls, and we can understand when it's a barreled up ball right to the shortstop. But when you're hitting a ball that's supposed to be short hopping an outfielder, what else can you do? Right. So that bothers me. So we'll see what they do. Um, another one that they're uh, that that I read in the article that they're talking about um, is obviously we're going to have a new CBA coming up with the collective bargaining agreement uh, with the players, and so um, one of which is the whole teams manipulating the service time for players. And so, you know, there were talks about like specifically with Vladdy Jr. of why he wasn't brought up last year. And it was because they wanted to control his service time. You know, they wanted to make sure that if he comes up, we're not giving him too many games where he qualifies as this being his first year, which therefore qualifies as his first year of arbitration you know what i'm saying so like he's one year closer to free agency 
And so there's something that's got to be fixed there. Or, you know, you can get away with calling up a guy, letting him play a couple games, and then sending him back down to avoid having him have his rookie of the year. You know what I'm saying? So, like, like uh, for example, Aaron Judge, he came up the year Who? before he won rookie of the year last year. Like, he was up and he had his time. Who did you say? And then he didn't play enough time. So that Who's it's it's dumb. Judge? It doesn't make sense. I think once you're up, once you have the big league uniform on, does he play baseball? That's got to count. You know what I mean. So I that's something else that they're going to be working on. Yeah, look him up. You find him quicker than Big Poppy's fat butt in the cage. Um, so I think you know we'll see. Manfred has a lot to prove. I what I the last thing I need to see or want to see is. Any time off, any type of of players, you know, holding the holding the picket fences up and, and stuff like that, and saying they're not coming back. I don't need any of that. Are you looking up Aaron Judge? Yeah, like, is that with two A's? Correct. Yeah, A A Ron. I'm seeing advertisements for. Local trash service. <laughs> nice I try. I don't know how that's relevant, yeah. but hey, again, we're here to just state facts. That's what I'm doing. I just, I don't even know who is this guy. Your major's coming out again. I'm seeing something here about a boombox. Did was he like the inventor of the boombox? No. Not the inventor. Oh, he. Sorry, I nope. was I was reading the Google yeah. results wrong. He wrote New York, New York, didn't he? <laughs> no, we're not doing this. Not going down this road. Well, I don't want to take up any more time reading that. Um, but. One of the one of the biggest challenges Manfred is going to face, assuming he gets this uh, extension, is the overall decline in attendance across Major League Baseball. So, kind of a point related to that is ticket prices are going to be dropping. And do you know what can help you save even more money in addition to ticket prices dropping? It's SeatGeek. It's the answer to all your ticket needs. Are you looking for tickets? Do you have plans with friends or family to make it to an upcoming game or concert? Or are you even looking months ahead to nail down? I don't know who you are. To nail down a date <laughs> to get tickets before they sell out. With SeatGeek, you can find tickets to games, concerts, shows, and even theater performances with just a few easy clicks. We're making it even better for you if you're a first-time user of SeatGeek. The next time you add some tickets to your cart, use our promo code DTD at checkout to save $20 instantly off your first purchase as a first-time user. That's all you got to do. Send it. Save some of that cold hard cash and a promo code cash. DTD at checkout. Again, that's enter promo code DTD. She distracted at checkout. <laughs> You're like that slow reading guy at the end of commercials. No, sorry, I was actually looking up some uh, some films that Christian Slater had had played in. 
Nice. I was actually doing that as you were reading off the CBA points of discussion. Yeah, cool. Hey, I was listening. I was multitasking. No, you weren't. Um, all right, bring it back to this Manfred thing. Just had to get the SeatGeek ad in there, of course. Um, putting you on the spot because you know I love to do that. Ugh. What's one rule change or addition to the game that would make you tune in to watch baseball every night? I mean, it could be aluminum bats, uh, bringing in the fences 100 feet. Um, okay, what okay. You, what do you got? Oh, I have two. Uh, one, switch out to tennis balls and use that big Mark McGuire wiffle ball bat thing that we used to use when we were kids. That if you made contact with a, a tennis ball, would send it like into orbit. Remember that thing? It's like a huge red barrel. Oh, I You'll remember. Be able to... I had one. Yeah. That thing was awesome. Um, another one, possibly like once during the game, we have a little dizzy bat competition. You know what I'm saying? Oh, so you're, do... you're all here for the fan entertainment. You're not even yeah. worried about the you on-field little, product. You do a little dizzy bat around home plate, then they just lob it up to you, and you try to make contact. And then, yeah, that's, so, that's, that's for me. So you're saying you bring in the pitcher. Of the opposing team, and he's the guy yeah. that flips the ball to you? Yeah. I like it. Do a little, a little dizzy bat action. So mine, I don't care, man. Mm, I watch baseball seven days a week. It doesn't matter. Yes, we all know you're a baseball hardo and that you freaking like <laughs> eat, sleep, and dream about the Yankees. We uh-huh. get it. Unfortunately, that doesn't, really, that doesn't really pay off for you because – No, 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 no. Move on. Give me your two – give me one of yours. I don't need to hear it. Just here to stake facts, Nate. Um – Mine would be, and this is this is a little bit out there because this wouldn't be accessible by all fans. You might have to pay a little subscription money, but I legitimately think it would be worth it. I think it would bring a lot more attention to the game. All okay. right, so hear me out. So I say you mic the guys up for the entirety of the game. You put a mic on every single guy. Yeah. And then... You create some sort of like television streaming package for that particular game, like for all games, obviously. But if you tune in to watch, say, a Yankees Red Sox game, yeah, then you pull up this package and you can choose the mic of any guy on the field. Or, I mean, if you want to put coaches on, oh, I, no, I'll take it back. You can't do coaches because then there'd be all these cheating allegations. No, let's not do yeah. that. Players, just players, link it up, link it up to all the players. And then, since obviously not safe for work, you create some sort of like you know how like HBO has this like hard knocks package for football, yeah, where it's yeah, just yeah. freaking anything goes. Yeah, just open it up to open it up to fans that want to pay the money for. I mean, I don't know how expensive it would be, but they can just watch the game from their point of view, listen to listen to the guys talk during the entirety of the game, and like I said, anything goes because. These guys aren't going to have to be monitored because it's going to be on HBO and they can say whatever yeah. they want on HBO. Dope. I like it. That's that's my suggestion. Yours is way more realistic than mine. That's true, but I mean, maybe we could maybe we could do a little bit of both. Maybe we could have guys mic'd up swinging Mark McGuire with a ball bats. Man, I missed that bat. That was a good bat. A lot of a lot of tennis balls lost because of that bat. That was a good bat. 
Um, all right. Well, thanks, Rob. Thanks, Rob Manfred. Thanks for thanks, thanks for, for hearing talk. us out, Rob. Yeah. Hopefully, he brings it up in his meetings with the owners in Atlanta. He should. I know he's listening right now. He, well, he texted me the other day and said, "Hey guys, you got a great show." Mm-hmm. Um, but he did say he was a little frustrated by the fact that he hadn't been mentioned hardly at all, if ever, on the show prior to this. So he's like, "Got a big." On he's like, "Got a big meeting coming up. I'm going to be meeting with the owners." Ah. He's like, I can maybe even put in a good word with you with uh, Steinbrenner and Dabrowski. Maybe get you guys hooked up with some tickets. And I'm like, I was like, all right, Rob, like pump the brakes. Like, <laughs> keep it in your pants. I'll see what we can do. I'll see if we can slide you in to one of our slots, our talking points. And we'll go from there. Make fun of you. I'm not going to make any promises, Rob, because to be honest, you <laughs> haven't really impressed me all that much in your in your tenure as MLB commissioner. I don't I don't really like what you've done, so I'll think about it. And fortunately enough for him, we got him some airtime, so you're welcome, Rob. Um but we'll see what's to come of this meeting. I'm really anxious to see what uh what drastic changes are made. Um but that about wraps it up for what we were gonna talk about. Let me just double check our notes here. Yep, that about wraps it up. So I'm going to flip it over to you for what they're not talking about. All right. Uh, So we got Mr. Carlos Zambrano, if anyone remembers him, apparently wants to make a comeback. The hot-headed pitcher who loved to break stuff in the dugout and yell at umpires thinks taking six years off and returning at the age of 37 is the answer. He's been playing in the Venezuelan and Mexican League recently, and it's been rumored that he's lost 30 pounds. Um, as much as I love crazy people trying to prove us normal fans wrong, no chance this happens. A couple Bryce Harper updates for quote-unquote what could have been. Apparently the Dodgers tried to send Yasiel Puig over to the Nationals in exchange for the bearded beast. Nat said no. Another update is that the Houston Astros had a deal set to send over three top prospects for Harper. Nat said no. And after all that, Washington offered Bryce 10 years and $300 million. Bryce said no. Moral of the story, Nationals are stupid. I bet this is all bogus. I bet you that was the Dodgers. I bet you those deals were never even made. That was the Dodgers (laughs) and Astros attempt at being like, of getting like a rumor out there just to like get some (laughs) feedback from their fans. I bet you they like told MLB about the rumor and then they put out an article about it. And then they the the front office just immediately went to Twitter to catch the feedback. Like, oh, yeah, let's bring Bryce. And then they're like, all right, guys, the fans said we should have brought Bryce in last year. Let's really kick it up a notch in the offseason. Let's see if we can reel him in. Like, why why are these coming out now? Like, I don't understand why these weren't. Why there's, these... A, there's a rat. There's a rat in the office. There's a mole. I don't know. What not all the secrets. It doesn't make any sense to me. You're interrupting my segment. Sorry. Okay. As most of you know, CC signed a one-year deal to come back to New York, um, and he's officially stated that this will be his final year. Uh, awesome guy, awesome leader. Um, I think he deserves to finish his career off uh, in a place where he belongs. So, he's a bum. Nice little good story there. You like CC? You've admitted it. Never I've said recorded that. it. Never. Said uh, that. Last one, Tebow Mania. 
may be at an all-time high next year. Matt's GM has been quoted saying he won't rule out the possibility of Tim Tebow making the opening day roster in 2019. Tebow hit six home runs and slashed 273, 336, and 399 in 84 games in AA last year. This is dumb. He's not good. Time to move on. Uh, those stats should successfully tell everyone that this guy made a short career out of getting sacked by 300-pound men, but he's somehow not strong enough to slug over 400. Uh, excuse Baseball's me. hard. Excuse me. Tim Tebow was a hero in the NFL, right? Baseball's hard. Freaking beat the, uh, God, not the no, it's Pirates. No, it's okay. Not the Pirates. Pirates don't play football. The freaking Steelers. He was good for one play. That was to my boy Demaryius Thomas. That's more plays than I've been good in, good for in the NFL. He's still a bum, and I don't want to talk about him anymore. Manny and he's Machado. not going to be on the opening day roster. Manny Machado's a bum. Yeah, but he's less talented than Manny Machado. Either way, that wraps her up for me. Tim Tebow Dang. is a better baseball player than Manny Machado. <laughs> Please put that out there. Can please, I make that a shirt? Please, please put that, <laughs> please put that out there. That's things not being talked about, which we can just be cool and say today's things not being talked about. T T B N B T A. Come on, spell it out. There you go. <laughs> well. We're going to start abbreviating One that. thing that should be talking about is this garbage headline on the front of MLB.com at this very moment. I hope it gets deleted. Manny Machado, should the Cubs choose Machado over Chris Bryant? Are you oh, high? Probably. Machado's probably. a I, I'm so excited for 2019 to get here so we can start that campaign. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to get shirts made. I'm so, Manny, you bum. Manny's a what a bum. You bum. Manny, you bum. What a freaking tool. What a bum. If I haven't said it already, all joking aside, Machado's a bum. Like, just, just a bum. You're clicking a lot. Are you okay over there? Yeah, I'm clicking out of anger. I'm reading this freaking garbage article. I like that you're paying attention to my segment where you're reading another article. That makes me feel good. You freaking said, oh, that about wraps it up for what they're not talking about. This is the segment titled uh, WTBB. <laughs> There's no W in there. And... Whatever. Just go back to covering Christian, Christian Slater. What do you mean there's no W? What they're not talking about? Pretty Today's sure that's a W. Today's not being talked about. T-T-W. There's no W in there. Whatever. <laughs> All right. We've wasted the people's time enough already. I'm going to wrap this thing up. Um, as always, thanks for tuning in. We'll catch back up with you guys later this week to dig deeper into a couple more teams which, as Nate Navai, Nate Navai, Nate and I have discussed on here before, that's going to be a Thursday thing where we kind of break down 
uh, an NL team and an AL team's 2018 seasons and look ahead to things they could possibly do in 2019 to set themselves up for a good run or just a better year than the one they just had. Um, and then we will do some more best and worst lists. Uh, mine, both of which were significantly better than Nate's last Thursday. Um, what? Best and worst swag. Um, if, you, if you weren't able to catch that, go back and listen to it. My list was superior to Nate's. Um, and we're going to hop off here and talk about what what the uh, best and worst topics are going to be for next Thursday or for this Thursday. So in the meantime, wow, I took the note out. It's not even on here, but I'm just going to read it off by memory. Subscribe to this podcast wherever you listen to it and be sure to leave that rating and review. Nate, how many stars? The old number five, uh, the perfect Italian at Jimmy John's. Uh, I've liked all of your number five. Little creative, you don't like Jimmy creative John's? ideas, except no, I think I think Jimmy John's is great, but I'm pretty sure number. Hmm? Hmm? I'm getting my subs mixed up now. I'm thinking of Jersey Mike's. Ah-ha! Jersey Mike's number eight, the club sub. That is the go-to. I can't think of what I get at Jimmy John's. Well, no. I don't. I don't even care. Whatever. Yeah. Jimmy John's is inferior to. Uh, Jersey Mike's anyway. Um, this, is this is a ridiculous conversation. Yeah, I mean, I was in a real talkative mood today, so people are just going to have to deal with it. Um, and lastly, be sure to check out the new and improved shop with brand new podcast merch. We've got shirts, hoodies, crewnecks, phone cases, and more. So head on over there after you leave your rating and review and get some merch. Uh, we love you all, and as always, we're looking forward to talking more baseball with you guys soon. Until then... Stay filthy.